Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. The final of the World Cup, of course, taking place this coming Sunday. Prior to the World Cup uh, kicking off, there was a lot of discussion. We talked about it here on the show. We spoke to you, many listeners. You got in touch about whether or not you were going to boycott the campaign. And people got in contact to say, look, they could, they couldn't separate politics from sport. And for some people, it just meant they were going to boycott the tournament. So if that's something you did, or maybe you just said, look, I was, was going to boycott it, but you know what, I've decided... I'm just going to leave the politics out of it and I just purely want to watch the game. We want to talk to you on the programme today. Give us a shout. It's something that columnist Ian O'Doherty told News Talk Breakfast earlier this morning. He did stick to his principles. It, honestly, it breaks my heart because um, I love the World Cup so much and I love football so much. But I hold my principles more dearly than I hold football. I don't judge anybody else who's watching it. You know, everybody makes their own choice. Uh, but this has been my choice. But I, I, I won't, I can't, honestly, I can't bring myself to watch any of this. 53106, what did you do over the past couple of weeks? Did you boycott the World Cup tournament or, well, did you make an exception? Perhaps you might tune in this coming Sunday. Trevor is with us on the line. Trevor, well, did you watch the tournament over the past few weeks? Yeah, no, look at Andre. I would have watched um, all the tournaments um, for myself, I suppose, with, you know, the busy lives we all live and I suppose all the problems we'd have personally and, 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 you know, the problems within the world for 90 minutes, whether it's the Premier League or the World Cup, it's it's a, it's a get out for me or just, you know, even from a mental health point of view, it allows you just to maybe get out of reality and you, and you go into the football area. So that would have been my view. Look at I suppose from the from from what Ian and that had said this morning. Um, in my opinion, it's a little bit hypocritical. You know, Ireland has its own history of you know with the LGBT community. It's only recently they've been given rights. When you look at you know how women in this country have been treated. You know, the the cervical check scandal is so recent. They're still fighting that battle. You know. I think it's a bit rich sometimes of us to kind of point the finger or wag the finger at, at countries like Qatar when our own history isn't as clean as, mm. as these countries are currently. I, I, yeah, and I know there have been certainly, absolutely. I'm, I'm not taken away from some of the some of the um, incidents that you've mentioned, but they're not not exactly the same, though, Trevor. It's like you look at the Catholic Church and how that's treated women. It's only, you know, a recent history when women were treated under the same, you know, the same situation. The LGBT, how how long have they fought in Ireland to get rights for marriage and, 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 you know, equality? So I just think sometimes it's a little bit rich. I'm not saying it's exactly the same, Mm. but we do have our own past and we do have our own history. And yes, this country, Qatar and Saudi Arabia is probably the next on the radar because unfortunately, you know, corruption and money drives a lot of these situations with FIFA. It's money driven okay. and we'd be fools to think otherwise. So that's why they're going to Qatar. Yeah. That's why okay. the next World Cup after the World Cup in the USA will probably be in Saudi Arabia. So they you have their own human rights issues. Yeah, oh no, absolutely. But, but in, in your view, like there's an element of escapism that has just come 
with the past few weeks. And yes, you're able to sit down and tune in and just watch the game and, and watch the game on Sunday. And where will you watch it, Trevor? Or what do you do first? I'll be at home. I'll be at home with the with the kids and the and the family. Yeah. Uh, herself, you won't be too interested in it, but the, the kids will be. The, yeah. The kids will be interested in it. it there'll be a. There, you know, look, I'm a season ticket holder with the FAI. Okay. You know, You're a big fan. They yeah, they they've their own problems there with corruption and all the issues they've had financially for the last few years. Um. You know, but it doesn't stop me going okay. and following oh, football. Right. It's a get. It, look, it just takes you out of the normal grill that I suppose we all normal people it just allows you that little bit of escapism mm. as such as yeah. you mentioned yourself Okay um, Paul is with us on the line as well Trevor stay stay with us too Paul do you think it's possible to separate politics from the sport? Any uh, sporting uh, occasion any sporting uh, international sporting occasion uh, will you know allow a nation who does well uh, a certain amount of national pride and national prestige. And I don't think that you, uh, there has ever really been uh, a divorce of, of politics and sport, really. I mean, um, when Jesse Owens won his five gold medals at the 1936 Olympics, um, there was a political element to that because, you know, the, the Nazis weren't particularly happy that a black American had actually come over and wiped their eyes, so to speak. And this type of thing has gone on, you know, ever since sport has been played, there's always been, you know, my discus throwers are better than your discus throwers type of thing. Mm. Uh, Even going back as far as the Greeks. So, no, I don't think you can divorce it. And I don't think, um, I I think a recognition of this is probably long overdue. Okay. Did you watch any of the games in recent weeks? Um, I didn't watch any of the early games, but uh, my wife wanted to watch the um, uh, the semi-finals, so I sat down with her and I watched those. It's fair to point out to you that I'm like like Trevor, an avid soccer fan. Um, uh, I'm a qualified coach. I've coached for. I mean, I did coach for thirty something years. Uh, you know, um, boys, girls women, men, and uh, I am I support the League of Ireland team and I'm, you know, um, absolutely wedded to the game. Uh, and I found it hard not to watch the um, the, the pool games. I found it hard uh, to actually sort of, strangely enough, I found it hard to actually agree to watch the semi-finals when, when that sort mm. of conversation happened. But um, uh, it's not just the gay thing for me, although I do have a gay child and in sympathy with that child, I will, you know, that's one of the things that inform my decision. It's also the fact that I think Qatar is um, quite unsuitable uh, for playing football uh, at that sort of level of tournament, uh, given that, you know, it's so hot, they have to, expend so much energy in keeping the stadiums cool enough to actually run in um, and you know uh, the, the actual player welfare involved in, in playing in those conditions is, is, is not good and also the fact that they've actually broken up the league season from most of the certainly the European teams in order to host a tournament 
in the middle of winter. I didn't like that either. So, okay. you know, there were various different reasons. You, you won't be tuned in this Sunday? <clears throat> I haven't decided. I'm, I'll okay. tell you one thing, it'll be a bloody good game. Um, yeah. Because... Well, uh, what might you change know, your mind, Paul? That's, you know, my what? wife, probably. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why? What, what will her input be? Well, if she wants to watch it, we'll watch it. And okay. If she doesn't, uh, you know, I, I may just go and do some work or something instead, you know. Just to distract um, yourself. And, and out of curiosity, would you would you watch the, um, you know, the report, um, any of the match reports then on the news after it? Like, do, do you separate that or would you? No, because, I mean, you know, that that's pretty impractical. You know, you're sitting down and you're watching your uh, news um, you get the two minute highlights of it basically yeah exactly right you watch yeah spend, okay. okay I'll watch the cricket the boxing and uh, something else and then hop out before they discuss football it's not going to happen okay alright uh, Bernie I'm too lazy for that <laughs> let me bring in Bernie as well Paul Bernie is with us in Leitrim um, were you watching the World Cup or will you be watching the World Cup final this weekend uh, no I won't um, I normally would I've been watching World Cups since 1966 when I was a little kid. I love them. Uh, But this year, I can't overlook the flagrant human rights abuses that exist in Qatar where women are second-class citizens, where homosexuality, uh, sex outside marriage and single motherhood are punishable by death. Um, I can't square those violations with my principles. Other people are free to make their own decisions and if their consciences allow them to overlook those things, fair enough. But I can't. Okay. James is with us as well. James, you are the secretary of the, the Man United Supporters Club in, in Arklow. Would you agree with Bernie there? Um, no, um, I've, I've been watching a lot of the World Cup, mostly highlights because of work, but um, I, I just find at the moment that, that sport is losing the track and run of itself and, and, it, and it's trying to get involved in areas of life that are just nothing to it. I mean, politics and sports should be kept apart, in my view. I mean, what goes on inside the white lines is totally separate. I, I'd agree with Paul's assessment that uh, yeah, Qatar was the wrong choice. The World Cup was sent to a country which which it was openly revealed that it was sent there on corrupt basis. Um, it's a country that has no legacy of sport, no no history of football. So, surely the showpiece of the game should not have been sent there. However, in terms of not watching it, I mean, but if we were to boycott watching the World Cup because of human rights issues, you could go back, as one of your other speakers said, that you could go back and you'd end up having to boycott watching almost every sport in the world for various different reasons. Politics and sport need to be kept apart, in my view. It, it's becoming a stage and you, you can't turn on the TV. Sky Sport in particular every time you turn it on they're fighting the racist card and everything else and yeah well I agree with what they're saying in principle 100% there is no room for racism in modern society um, surely we don't have to when you turn on TV to watch a match or watch a game where you're seeking relaxation you, you're driven by a political agenda the moment you turn on the TV like the footballers themselves most of them didn't want to go to Qatar because of the weather because of uh, the constraints of the mid-season um, and it'll be very interesting to see what that effect that has for the rest of the year. But in terms of, of not watching it, in, I wouldn't, I'll certainly be watching the final Sunday and I'll, I'll, I've enjoyed the tournament. Um, okay. You, you've but, followed it all, have you, uh, James? Well, you have. From, from the start, mostly yeah. my highlights, unfortunately, because I work every day. But 
Um, and the times are a bit with poor in terms of watching it. But like, at the end of the day, sport and politics, in my opinion, there needs to be a line drawn. At the moment, we, we seem to be as as a, as people. Um, we seem to drag an awful lot of issues into, into areas that don't belong. Let's not forget that despite the money in sport, sport is about relaxation and entertainment, and it should stop there. If if people want to fight political issues, it should be done elsewhere other than in sport, in my opinion. Okay. Do you think with many people, and obviously you're, you'd know through the club, you'd know many, like, would many of your members, James, have boycotted, or would they have all just take, you know, take a similar view to you, just entirely separate, watch the match? It's it's a it's a mixed reaction. I mean, a lot, a lot of people have have had issues regarding Qatar and then regarding the choice of venues, and then a lot of the people, a lot of people didn't watch it because some of the games were so poor. Let me say, but the the in terms of human rights issues, I mean, most football fans, the environment when you go to a game can be quite hostile. You get you have fans singing against each other, singing songs that are hundred years old. And I mean, we had our own example there recently where a, a simple song by celebrating the dress number at the end of the game turned out to be um, national and international news. Mm. I mean, like, it, it has to reach a point at somewhere where people are allowed to relax and if, if it's almost impossible to do anything. But the fact that it's the such moment. a, the fact that it's such an, like an international platform with the whole, like so much of the nation tuned in and, and the wor- and worldwide audience, is there not a space then for an element of politics or societal issues in it? I just feel personally that the, that the two should be kept separate. I've been in sports all my life and, and all of them, I'd watch everything if there's two flies arguing. I'd, I'd probably watch the few who'd win it. But it's, it's to have to go to, to the extent that people are actually boycotting the game. I mean, to, to miss a World Cup over external issues is, is difficult for me to get mm-hmm. my head around. I'd, love- that I'd, I'd fully understand people who do sympathise and who do have principles that wouldn't allow them not to. That's purely their choice. 1800 453 106 is the number if you're listening to this today and maybe you've just decided look World Cup uh, in Qatar wasn't for you you made the decision to boycott it and you stuck to that if you want to let us know today please do so or maybe you've ticked the view just like James and, and Paul no absolutely they can be separated uh, and you're going to enjoy it for, for what it is where will you watch the game James on Sunday? I actually won't watch Lovey at Croke Park at Hurling match, so I won't get a chance to watch <laughs> right, it. Right, okay. <laughs> Despite all of that. <laughs> I, might, I, might, I might watch it in the Hogan stand or um, Hurling first, I'm afraid. Yeah, all right, good stuff. Well, listen, James, thanks a million for, for getting in touch with us. Um, Trevor as well, Paul and Bernie there in Leitrim. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. Yeah, we were talking about the World Cup final on this coming Sunday, Argentina and France. And I was just asking you if you're going to watch it. Um, or perhaps if you're somebody who decided at the very outset of the tournament, look, I'm going to boycott it over the uh, controversial location of the, the tournament this time round. Um, I want to know, did you stick to that decision? Did you stick to your principles? And um, we want to hear a variety of different views today. There's no judgment. 1800 453 106 is the number. And you got in touch with us about this. Um, will you be watching the World Cup on Sunday? The final? Uh, I won't. No, I won't be, no. And had you taken the decision prior to the tournament kicking off that you wouldn't watch any of it? Yeah, I mean, I had a discussion within my family. I mean, I've, my son plays football and then I've seen my husband has played for a, 
oh, well over 35 years in the Othalentathene. He used to play for Bray Wanderers at one stage. So, you know, we discussed um, the situation of it being held in um, Qatar and um, we came to that decision, uh, although there was a lot of resistance from my son, I won't, I won't lie there, and he has said he has watched the matches in, in, um, in other ways, either in friends or on his phone or whatever, but we kind of came to a decision that, well, I felt particularly that I didn't want to be watching. I didn't want this household to be contributing to that. So, yeah, we didn't so far. Yeah. What, it, a, what about... With the family. So it was a sort of a... With a little bit of resistance, but despite that, there was a collective household decision taken on to... Yeah, to yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I was really, really proud of my husband in, in, because it is something that he really would have been looking forward to and would have always watched. Um, and I was really proud of how he kind of stood up for... Um, and it, it is about um, the human right infringements against women and the LGBTQ community, but also particularly against the enslaved workers that actually went in to build the infrastructure which enabled the World Cup to happen in Qatar in the first place. So that was that was really, really important to him. Not to be supporting, you know, a system that yeah. would do that. So he hasn't, neither of you have watched it at all and you won't tune in on Sunday? Um, no, I can't say for my husband's um, position whether he has sneakily watched it on his phone or elsewhere but um, we haven't sat down as a family which would have happened normally it would have been you know uh, a source of great entertainment for us as a family to sit down and watch and have a few beers and watch the tournament but that's something that hasn't happened. Okay. John what's the situation in your house? Will you be tuned in Sunday? I'm really looking forward to it and in fact I've watched nearly every game in fact I've had changing channels to try and catch games that have been on simultaneously as well I've really enjoyed it Right and you're obviously a big football fan John Love it love it yeah. but I hate the hypocrisy from people about you know I'm, I'm now the wrong side of 60 I grew up in this country where it was illegal to be gay where it was people there was domestic abuse that was it was okay for men to do horrible things to their wives we'll say no more about that because it's about early in the day but this is the hypocrisy that we're talking about I'll be driving off now to Castle Barn a while to do the shopping. Thanks God for the good old Saudis so they can drive and use their petrol, diesel, whatever. I'm on a phone to you. Thank God for the Chinese that for all the little components, all these people waiting for their Apple phones won't be able to get them because of the problems with China. We're talking about Qatar. It's like bully the wee fella and leave the big boys, the Saudis, who cut people's arms off, who execute people, who wonder women driving cars, the Chinese who are doing horrible things to their own people, nice. to the Uyghurs. And then we're talking, let's attack Qatar. And again, as I say, we all have a very short memory in okay. this country. So you, so you, you, you recognise that, yes, you, you, like why it's controversial to hold the tournament in Qatar, never but it's... Andrea, I should never have gone there in the first place, but that's nothing to do with the footballers. That's to do with FIFA and the corruption okay. there. Jason, to, let me let me bring in to, let me bring in J- Jason as well, John, if you don't mind, because I, I just want to get a variety of voices on this. And and you know, there's a lot of texters. I have to say, John, who've made the very same point today as you. Would you agree, Jason, with John's view there? Um, I'd sympathise with John. I I totally understand his position. Um. I think, though, my own personal position would be that uh, it's a missed opportunity. Um, I think we owe history and we owe society. Um, these great global occasions need to be used to highlight, um, you know, the, the atrocities going around the world. Um, 
and they need to be done on a global stage. We don't have that many opportunities to do it. And I think the corruption from the very start with uh, FIFA and self-batter, et cetera, et cetera, and how this was awarded to Qatar, it stinks. Um, and I think it's just all been sort of rubber stamped by footballers going over there and playing their best games, da, 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 and people just supporting it willy-nilly as if nothing's going on in these countries. Um, I did grow up in a war in, in an Ireland, which was it was it was illegal to be gay. Um, I think a lot of people went through a lot of pain and suffering mm, um, for that to be for that to be overturned. And I think we should have, as a, as a, as a world, I think as as I said, we we owe history and we owe society um, to be better in these sorts of global. So you've boycotted it then. To, I, well, I've no interest to be honest. I stopped watching soccer when it was you know appreciable to to die. Uh, I played soccer up to the age of about 14. I even played against Roy Keane down in Cork. So I was a, I was a, a not a not into soccer all mm. my childhood. Okay. But um, when I when, when somebody fell when I was playing the game, they were laughed at. They weren't um, praised and uh, given a penalty. Okay. You got up off you got up off your arse and you, you ran again. That's why I stopped watching football. Right. I watch rugby now, and I'll be watching the World World Cup. Come on, Ireland. Is there a hypocrisy to all of this, Anne? Do you think? Like, is, is John a point there? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think in relation to the second speaker that spoke after me, I mean, this isn't this isn't any kind of xenophobic kind of um, against the Arab world in any in any shape or form. I would have stood up against, you know, not um, art is not going to um, continue in South Africa. I mean, it would be, you know, a similar nature. At some stage, art and culture and sports have always been used um, to uh, affirm tyrannies um, and to affirm dominances in politics. Whether that's one to whether whether that is going to be understood or not, it is actually a fact. And Abu Dhabi seem, um, similarly have built the Guggenheim Museum under, with the same labour, the same enforced enslaved labour, has built a huge international world-renowned art museum. Equally, I will be standing up against that. And as an artist, absolutely be horrified at that fact too. Okay. So this isn't just, this isn't just, you know, um, choosing the tyrannies and actually deciding that this one's a tyranny and this one isn't. I'd equally stand up to defend the... The, um, the atrocities being committed in China or Russia or anywhere else. Eddie, will you watch it on Sunday? Yeah, to, to be honest, I, originally I was not going to watch it because of those reasons and that. But then I was actually realised it was being a hypocrite because I went through the 1990 and to deprive that for my son of 14, not watch the World Cup, like not have it on in the house, I thought that would be cruel to him. And that's the reason I watched it. But accidentally, it turned out to be a good bonding thing with my son as well, um, because, you know, he was watching maybe first half games, and now we seem to watch all the games together as well, like, you know. So I wouldn't get this opportunity probably when he's 18, like in four years' time. So I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad I watched them. Yeah. Do you, so you've watched the whole tournament then pretty much throughout? Pretty much, yeah. On and off, you know, some of them were watching the second half um, and things like that. But yeah, pretty much. And yeah, it turned really good, and the answers grew for my son as well. Like, don't, don't get me wrong, I don't want to be a, uh, mad into football or anything like that, like, but um, pretty happy the way it turned out. Like, yeah. yeah, John, do you think then we can separate sport from politics? That's a hard call. Like, you know, I must say, I, I, I totally agree with nearly everything that Jason and Anne and your previous caller have said. I'm in total agreement with what they've said, but I honestly think by not watching it, I, I don't see the point in that, to be honest. And there are times... I go back to the original point about look what we're look at China now. What are we doing there to buy? What are we doing to Saudi Arabia? Back in the day when Russia, <laughs> Russia, another example, 
and when there was sport involved, people in the head went for Olympics there and World Cups or whatever as well. So there's no, uh, you know, as, uh, talking about Qatar, you're you're elevating them to a level with the Saudis, the Chinese, and they're not there, or they're not nearly there. And we're trying to impose, again, going back to my early point, and again, I think it was Jason that said it as well, it was illegal in this country. This is in our lifetime. Mm. And now we're expecting a developing, now, even though they're very wealthy, they're still, they've got their own religion. We have to respect that. They are still moving and they're progressing very, very slowly. And hopefully, hopefully they'll have learned a lot from this. And we, we won't know, unfortunately, the years to do come. You, do, will they have learned a lot, Jason? Um, as a nation, the Qatari, I think definitely, yeah. I think, you know, if they were to run another World Cup, they'd possibly improve in it. Um, I mean, wasn't it South Korea? Was it a, was it a World Cup or an Olympics? I can't remember. But didn't they take um, dog meat off the menu and any sign of that? Um, sort of because it was politically incorrect. So the idea that these things can't change is sort of, well, they have changed in the past because they did during an Olympics, I think, they, they removed, you know, it was to do with animal welfare. Mm-hmm. In this case, I think, um, as I said to you, really, it, it's just about making, you know, the best impression on, okay. on, on as, as, a, as a civilization. Yeah, the, the text line's fairly divided on this. I'd say split fairly evenly too, actually. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.